0: a lot of fun keep it fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh I'd love to leave that intro in I think I will edit out just what Peter said just before because what we said before Peter said what he said was worse than what Peter said hello everybody it is Peter and it, it well I'm not Peter but uh, Peter Johnson's on the podcast uh, Daryl's on the podcast at Steve Diddy NFL is on the podcast the intros always get weird really weird yep. pantsless weird Daryl if you will
2: Yeah. thank you it is pantsless Wednesday it is. Peter, uh,
1: no
0: pants as well? Um, no comment, guys. No comment. You see, just, this, just, yeah. just in case you've got a secret video or something <laughs> going on. Oh, you know p- it's too well.
1: To prove. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see, the thing is, Peter used to be on the podcast um, every single week and it was so respectable. And then, Daryl, you started doing the podcast and then it got ridiculous. And now yeah, we're what sort a coincidence. Of, what a coincidence. Know, the, the standards, when they get the two of us together, has just gone way down. So Peter has come back in again um, to try to talk some sense into this ridiculous podcast. And Peter, there's one bugbear that you have uh, lately that's been going on out in the ether. Now, I will say, hands on heart, I have been helping to stoke this... On on the group account. Yes, yes, I have. I've been talking a lot about JJ Watt. However, uh there is a thing, and I've just tried to look up how to spell it. S salary cap, apparently, and it's a thing. And uh, I you it's just... pronounced salary s- Salary like le fleu Yeah. Uh Sauvage. And it speak uh, French? I do, yeah, I do actually. I studied it for many a year. Peter. JJ the s- what? The salary cap does exist, Peter. And uh all of this. Because we do see sort of fans that they're saying, if we don't get JJ Watt, well, then we're just doing our usual stuff of not even trying when that isn't the case. Um, and then we saw the Bakhtiari move where they say saved the 8.3 million, which you had um, on a salary cap sort of uh, illustration that we put up on the group account to show what we need to do, not even to get extra cash as such, but just to try pull ourselves below um, the cap that we need to hit in March. So... It was an expected move to do that with Bakhtiari, but people are saying, "Oh, they're making the moves for JJ. Can you explain to us sort of uh, what situation the Packers are currently in with the salary cap? And I know people get snoozy about the salary cap and they don't want to hear it, but unfortunately, it is part of NFL life, and if you're going to talk about getting free agents in, um we have to abide by it. So, can you tell us kind of where we're at at the minute with it?"
0: Yeah, quick 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 summary is, I mean, so so every team has to be under the cap by the start of the new league year, which is March the 17th this year. And in the Packers case, they're about 29 million or so projected to be 29 million or so above that cap number. Yeah. Um, which means between now and the 17th of March, they in essence have got to find 29 million in, in, in cap savings. So, that, so the 8.3 that we've just seen them save on David already comes off that 29 leaves, leaves the Packers about 21 million, Short, if you like, so we can expect we can expect a number of moves in the next three to four weeks where similar type moves to the one with Bakhtiari um, to save a further 21 ish million just to break even. Hmm. And then if they want to get into signing free agents or potentially a, a JJ Watt, then you've got to find money on top of that on top of that 21 million.
1: Yeah, because it's easy, Daryl, isn't it, to get very excited when you see them saving cash in places. But like what Pete says, I mean, we're still above... Now, we're not in a bad situation like the Saints where we're in, like, triple figures uh, when it comes to the millions, if you will. So what's that, nine figures um, or more? So, you know, we're not that bad, but we have to be realistic here. And it kind of lends itself, Daryl, doesn't it, that not only are we not going to get... JJ Watt potentially now I would put a caveat on it right when you look at what the Chiefs are doing they seemingly can do whatever the hell they want to do and get an all-star team um, and they're able to make it work but then we saw the Patriots say it, where they sort of invested in the short term and have suffered now in the long term. The Saints are in an awful situation uh, where effectively they're going to have to let, there won't, but, you know, restructure everybody, let everybody go and see what's left. Um, there is isn't cost and the Packers have always been sort of um, demonised for thinking long term and not mm. screwing around with the cap. And Russ Ball is a legend and all of these things that we hear but they're not only are going to miss out on some of these free agents, potentially, um, and realistically, but also some of the big names, um, one of them on the back of a jersey that you recently bought. Rooking yeah,
2: away. what an yeah. idiot mistake uh, on yeah. my part. But to be fair, I when we're talking about Jones here, and we're talking about the number, the the golden number, the golden mean number that uh, Irish people love, it's Go the on. number 33. Yeah, it grows in the it's ground. A, it's the only reason I got it. It's a dorthy tree. So oh, dorthy. Yeah, but I was sort of thinking, I mean... We've got two free agents coming up. We've got Jones and Williams. Um, Goody said he wants Jones back, and he's really been talking quite heavily about, oh, yeah, we really want him to sign. Mm. I mean, his next contract apparently is going to be close to 11 million, perhaps as low as eight. But if you look at the likes of Cook, Henry, and Mixon, and, and he would see himself in the same group of players, they're all on about 12. So he's going to be expensive. The point is. What I'm trying to say is, I think he's probably likely to go purely because of the rumblings we heard even before the season quite finished mm. about how he won't sign. You know, I have a feeling he's holding out for more money. That probably won't go down well. So, I mean, the chances of losing Jones are probably quite high. Plus, I suppose the way Lafleur might be looking at this, you've still got Williams. AJ Dillon is going to become very important, and the two of those guys could definitely play together. Williams is worth what about three to five million annually um so if, you know he's it's a bit of a no brainer in the sense of they're probably not going to chase him if he wants to go but he's not going to cost an awful lot to keep whereas jones i think is going to be out there looking for more
0: yeah yeah i think i think that's absolutely spot on and I, and i think i think the situation with aaron jones and i i posted some potential numbers that they could use for for jj watt um on on the facebook forum um and i think i used a four year 63 million dollar deal mm-hmm. um but in doing that you could get the first year salary cap number to about six or six and a half million. Um, and I think that's a very similar type deal that they could offer to Aaron Jones. And if you could get Aaron Jones for six and a half million this coming year, albeit obviously the cap numbers are gonna jump in the following years, but you hope by then the cap has recovered. So, so it's, not, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. You know, I, I, we shouldn't sit here today and think he's absolutely gone I think the chances are he's gone, but I think there are um, ways to, to get him under the cap. But again, we go back to that number. Where they've got to find 21 million between now and 17th of March to break even. If you want to sign an Aaron Jones after that, and let's say they could get it for six and a half million cap number this coming year, that's another player or another, another guy that they've got to make a move on that they probably yeah. weren't planning to make a move on. So yeah. it, it, it is kind of swings and roundabouts. You know, for for example, with Bakhtiari being injured, you know, we don't know at what point he's going to be back in 2021, if at all. You know, we hope yeah. he is, but it's a, it's a long-term injury. Then you're probably looking at wanting to keep both Billy Turner and Ricky Wagner. However, you know, it may come down to a choice. If I were to move one of those on, let's just say Ricky Wagner and save the 4.25 million that he costs against the cap that's 4.25 million I could possibly put towards yeah. re-signing an Aaron Jones or, or a J.J. Watt. So none of the situations are ideal, but it's always a, you can't have everybody and you have to kind of choose which direction to go in.
2: Yeah, and do you reckon, Peter, then, based on your sort of the, the chart you've already put together, I mean, the low-hanging fruit there for me would be Smith, Kirksey, Lowry and Wagner, albeit, you know, keeping in mind what you've just said, they looked like most likely, I think, to be the four that are definitely gone.
0: Yeah, I, I would absolutely say so. I mean, pre- Preston yeah. Smith, ap- ap- absolutely. I mean, again, you know, you'd like to have him back, but but the cost is just too too much. Yeah. Kirksey, Lowry, you know, and between and between those three, you could save the best part of or around seventeen million dollars, and that's seventeen yeah. million. You're nearly you're there. Yeah. and you're nearly there. Yeah. A- ab- yeah. Absolutely. And then you know, with some of the others, they may they may do something similar with Aaron Rodgers' contract that they did with Bakhtiari's. and all of a sudden you know, you've not just saved the 17, you might have saved the best part of 30. And now, now we've got 9 million to play with.
2: Yeah, no so, we play. Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. So, although it, it kind of feels like a difficult situation between now and March, and we're going to see some moves and probably lose some players, there's definitely a way through this. Uh, you know, and as Stephen said, this isn't a saint situation who are the best part of 100 million over the cap. You know, mm. this there's there's ways and means through this. And I think it's just... It adds a little bit of interest, if you like, for the next four or five weeks, just to see how they how they work their way through this and what situation you know they're in from a cap perspective. Once we get into March and April, and see who they can who they can work on from there.
1: Well, what kind of gets me is is sort of the general consensus um, in the media, which is always dangerous. It's it's the reason why sometimes I don't listen to other Packers podcasts because uh, sometimes there's a sort of. I don't know, there's a group think on stuff and, and then you get sucked into it. Because if I was to look at it sort of objectively from what I see, I think Aaron Jones is absolutely an a key piece of this offense. Now, I know you could say, there's all like, the, the stuff that kind of makes me laugh a bit is like, oh, well, look at James White, he's the same. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's the same type of guy. Look at this guy that we're going to get in the draft. You know, his profile looks identical to what Aaron Jones was. But Aaron Jones is a proven entity. I mean, how many running backs have come out like even, uh, I was speaking a, a bit about it in pre pro just about Jonathan Taylor and just how high I was on him and how devastating he was for the Badgers. And then he gets into the NFL and then people are already calling him a bust. And then he goes and sort of breaks out at the second part of the season. Aaron Jones is in the system. It's a system that Aaron, Jones, Aaron Rodgers got better in uh, in the second year. Now, whether that's buy-in or comfort with the schemes or whether something changed, I don't know. But I think there's a very cavalier attitude out there about the fact that we don't need Aaron Jones, we can just easily replace him. And I think we saw when he was out that it wasn't that easy. And I know there was mm. some promising stuff from AJ Dillon, but it's a very small sample size. I like his size, but he's a different shape, a different body type yeah. than Aaron yeah. Jones, you know? Um, so that's one thing that I would question is just how easily did I let him go? Because I listened to, I say I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but one I did listen to was uh, Head of the Pack, uh, with Bill Huber and Matt Schneidman and it was about a week ago now, but they were talking about, oh, if you had to pick between Lindsley and Aaron Jones, who would you pick? And they both said, Oh, we go Lindsley. And I'm like, why why yeah, is that I, the attitude? Yeah, I, I completely
2: don't... disagree with that, yeah. I completely disagree. With I mean, the thing I like about Jones is that he's unpredictable. People yeah. look at him as they look at him as, as just look at his stats and they say, oh well, he's too small. You know, he's never gonna be able to attract the amount of money the likes of Henry can get. He's too small, you know. But the point is Look what he does. He doesn't seem yeah. to take a first tackle. He just seems to break through all the time. And many line breaks have we had with him over, mm. you know, just one game alone?
1: Yeah, but look at his, his thing as well, Peter. So if you look at his stats, you know, he led the league in touchdowns. He was up there with Christian McCaffrey when Christian McCaffrey, for some reason, is seen as, you know, the gods to, you know, aspire to. Yes, Jones is quietly the same as Devontae kind of flew under the radar for non-Packer fans. Um, you know, are we putting too little of a value, do you think, Peter, on Aaron Jones?
0: I I, th- I think so, and I, and I think that as Packers fans, we should know better because guys like when was the last time the Packers had a back like Aaron Jones? Yeah, you know, a thousand yard back, but 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 as as Darrell just said, he's un- he's unpredictable. You know, he can catch coming out of the backfield, and one of the things that we haven't had in a back, and we've got a little bit of it in 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 AJ Dillon, but as you said, really small sample size, but what you've got in Jones is a guy that can be stopped, can be stopped, can be stopped, and then he'll break off a 75-yarder. Yeah. And, and we haven't had that type of back in Green Bay for a, for a long, long time. And, and I think it's become a little bit in vogue, hasn't it, recently in the last couple of years to say you don't pay running backs.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and probably 10 years ago, somebody was probably saying, well, you don't pay wide receivers. Yeah. And 20 years ago, yeah. probably somebody was saying you don't pay safeties or what, whatever it might be um so i think i think there is a little bit of you can jump on that bandwagon if you're not if you're not careful mm. and, and and i think with i think with jones i don't think he is easily replaceable know, you, you can get different backs that give you different things um but we haven't seen one like jones in green bay for a, for, for quite some time and that's because there aren't that many of them about yeah and and, and, and you know jamal williams would do an excellent excellent job and 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 Dylan will do a job and I'm sure there's somebody else out there that would do a job but they're not going to do the same job that Aaron Jones has done for the last two or three years
2: yeah I mean but let's face it the real reason we want to keep him is because I just bought the jersey so yeah, I mean, just, let's <laughs> please factor that in. Everything
1: else that we've just said is just fluff talk, really. Yeah. I think we're just <laughs> trying to will it into existence so that your 33 jersey doesn't go down to Swan's yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just, I, I find that sort of baffling as well, the sort of, the leaning on the fact that we need these players in on the O-line when it's kind of been proven too that we can mix and match. Like, we really only need one man on the O-line and that has been Elton Jenkins. And I think, you know, we can sort of, maybe release everybody else and just have him out there and do his thing on his on his own. But it's just, joking aside, I mean, I, I know the importance of uh, the O-line, but th- th- this season Aaron Rodgers has been sacked uh, the least amount in his entire career. Um, and that was with all of the in-outs from various players and the shifting up and down the O-line, even within games. So this thing of like, oh no, we need Lindsley, He's very valuable, don't get me wrong. I mean, the stats bear it out, but I just don't understand the obsession then because we can have a great O-line, but it was proven that the key to this offence being the top scoring offence came down to Aaron Rodgers getting the ball out quickly. And that was, and as well as that, that we ran more run plays than I think they ever had in Green Bay for the last almost two decades maybe i think that was a 17 years or something um so i think and they were saying that as well that wasn't just LaFleur's play calling that was aaron Rodgers willing to give the ball up um for the good of the team and to go to those little dump offs and run outs from the from the backfield so i think it's very important that we have a catching running back um a receiving running back out there and i just you know you can have a dynamite o-line uh but it's kind of stood up to the test now I know you could look at certain games and go well you know it was evident because Bakhtiari was out that we got dominated and look at that you know NFC championship game and all this type of stuff but I think that's only you know semantics then when you look at it because you could place anything to blame um, in that regard and here's the other question that I have uh, then Peter Preston Smith right unbelievable first year with Zadarius. Proven that he was dropped into coverage a bit more. Started to look a little bit more lively. We seem to place more value on his down year yeah, um, last year than we do on the year before. Is there... Because we said this with Lane Taylor too, to a degree, right? Where we looked at his number and said, there's no way he's kept, but he was. So is could that happen with Preston Smith? Or do you think that the, the contract number is simply too high with the production? Like, you know, what did they, what did they say? It's, it's, what have you done for me lately, League? Is that what we're seeing here? are we being biased
0: i think very much so and i think i think it's just i think it's just simply a a salary cap situation so i think if this were a normal year in inverted commas without this salary cap pressure i don't think it would even be a conversation mm. i think just because his number is so big in terms of what they could save you know 8 million if they cut him by before the 17th of march that's a third of what they've got you know left to left to find and um I, I just think that it's it's one of those situations where when you hear people say the salary cap's not real, yeah this is the situation where it where it is real because without the cap this wouldn't be this wouldn't be a a conversation and I think it's unfortunate, I think you're absolutely right. The guy's had a really good year last year he's had not quite as good a year this year in years gone by, you would be looking for him to bounce back um you know next year, I guess. With Rashawn Gary sitting behind him as well, that probably puts a bit of the pressure on there. Mm. Um, but you know, you have to believe that you could never have enough of those edge rusher guys. Um, but yeah, uh, cut long story short, I think this is purely a salary cap driven decision if and when it happens.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, one of those weird situations where your agent is after putting together a really good contract, and it comes back to
0: bite you in the end. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah it, exa- exactly right. You know, and there is a situation, just picking up on your other part of that question, Stephen, where, where, where they could have a discussion with with Preston Smith or his agent about reducing his his salary this year. That absolutely is on mm-hmm. the is on the table. I think it's always a difficult conversation to have. Um, you know, I think Lane Taylor coming back from from an injury as he was coming into 2020, is probably a slightly different conversation. But with Preston Smith, who's not been injured, I think that's quite a difficult conversation to have with mm. the player. Yeah, because, I think because, so. because because the conversation is almost going to go: we're either cutting your salary by quite a lot of money, or you're out of here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and the and the other point as well is it's very hard to market yourself after that. Say he's looking down the line of maybe he is going to leave in a year or two, regardless. And they look back and go, "Hey, well, this guy is a bit of a soft touch. You know, he took a he took a wage cut, so you know yeah. you're not worth as much in the end."
0: Yeah, and and that and it also works both ways. And I think we we probably all miss this at, at, at times. Is from the from the ball clubs' perspective, they have they also have to be careful as well about how many moves they make and to whom, because you know you've only just signed Preston Smith two years ago, and now we're talking about moving and moving him on. Well, if I'm a free agent, say in April, is the Packers a place I want to go when potentially? you know, or they've just been getting rid of bunches of free agents, guys that they promised the the earth to two years ago. They're now moving on.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um,
0: and that's not a criticism, by the way, the Packers. That's, that happens across the league. But you have to take those things into account, I think, as a player.
1: But that is prevalent in Green Bay, though, because we see you know, Clay Matthews going and the fanfare with him going was, as oh, well, they didn't even respect me by giving me... I don't think they even approached him to ask him, would he take a cut or whatever. Yeah. And I know some of the opinion to that is, as oh, well, with such a an important sort of respected player, they didn't want to insult him, but they, they haven't stopped them from insulting players before. We've seen them as well reach out to... I can't can't remember the exact player. It was someone like Jordy Nelson or something. I think they they reached out and they tried to give a Randall Cobb a really bargain basement kind of like, you know, take the absolute minimum. And of course they go, no, like, I'm not going to, you know, especially at this stage of my career, I'm going to try to get what I can. So, yeah, it's a real thing, P, for sure.
0: Absolutely. And it is a business at the end end of the day. You know, however we like it or don't like it, the Packers have got to find another $21 million between now and March. So Mm -hmm. there are going to be players that, that, There'll be a player that they move on from or ask to take a pay cut that somebody listening to this or listening to other Packers podcasts will be saying, well, I'd never do that with that player. Yeah, well, that's just the way of the world.
1: Yeah, and that's an important point to raise when we talk about JJ Watt, because an awful lot of people are pointing towards, oh, look, he's a hometown kid. He's going to come back. He'll take a, a massive pay cut just to play for his hometown team it's a bit much of us to assume and we're not sitting in the position that he's in especially a player who's been injured so often uh, is the age that he is and probably only has a limited shelf life now I know there's stats out there that say PFF show that he was what the the first or second uh, most double teamed player and they sort of point towards Zadarius is in the other like I can't remember which one it was I think JJ was first and Zadarius was second or vice versa so if you have the two of them on the same team it's going to be devastating because you're going to leave gaps there Um, but at the same time I, I think it's naive of us to not understand that it's a business and not understand mm. that he's going to want to take money I know he's his wife or whatever plays for the Chicago football team and he's a hometown boy and people are thinking that that adds up and he also put um, what's that all gas no brakes on his uh, Instagram and of course yeah I, I fan the flames um, but it's nice to do um, what is your gut telling you lads uh, about JJ Watt and I know we can joke about it and we can pretend the salary cap doesn't exist but as you said, Peter, at the start, if they wanted to find a way, they would. Daryl, do you want to see JJ Watt in Green Bay? Do you think it'd be a bad idea? Will he be as productive as we know him to be? Or is oh. it just a little bit too late to be paying so much?
2: No, I actually think it would be fantastic. I mean, you know, just even, you know, I was going to say for the amount of people that would go to a match, but the matches sell out regardless. People yeah. like me may <laughs> buy a jersey, may yeah. buy a jersey. But no, I think it'd be brilliant. I th- The only thing I have, I think, history is against us when you look at the likes of Green Bay going out there and making these massive calls for huge sums of money on a good year to go out and buy these marquee signings it's just not the way Green Bay tend to operate so whilst I would absolutely love to see him there I think it's probably unlikely
1: Yeah and Peter I mean we saw Gudekunst, his mantra tends to be I'll be in every conversation which drives us mad because we always assume he's <laughs> ringing someone up saying I'll give you a packet of Kimberly biscuits for him no not on the market <laughs> cool see yeah. you, but his mantra has been that yes he will make moves but only when the player has most of their career in front of them, which is why he went for Zadarius and Preston Smith. and sort of hailed as, as a legend. Is that a further reason, Peter? You think that we're not going to go near JJ Watts? You know.
0: Yeah, I'm. Go- I'm going back and forth on this one. If If I had a choice, I I absolutely would would sign him. Would bring him to Green Bay. Mm. You know, if if you could get him on on the type of deal that we talked about earlier. Yeah. So four years, sixty million, but the cap number for this year being six and a half, and then you get into the situation where you can review that deal after two years. Yeah. Um, so, so that type of deal abs absolutely. Um, and I keep going back and forth, whether or not it, it's realistic to hope or expect that he might end up in green. But I, I just, I just don't know mm. because you've described some of the factors that help, um, you know, certainly his wife playing soccer in Chicago, JJ still has a home in, in Wisconsin. So there's, so, the, so there's certain things that are certainly in, in the favour. But I think, as you alluded to, you also can't expect a player to take this kind of, oh, he's going to take a, you know, a hometown deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Seriously. It doesn't, you know, these guys have got a short career, 10 years, if they're lucky, 12 or 13, if they're extra lucky, you know, they have to cash in while they, while they can. Mm -hmm. And, And if the numbers were close between let's say Green Bay and, I don't know. Cleveland is the other one that keeps cropping up that I, mm. I see online. If the numbers were close, then you know you can understand somebody saying, "Yeah, I'll take a little bit less to go to my hometown team, the team that I supported as a kid." But if the numbers aren't close, then in no way can you expect a player to take, you know, the less the lesser deal. None none of us would.
1: Yeah. Well, we have a lot, there's a lot to digest really with, you know, the players that could potentially be going based on, you know, salary cap casualties, the the players that are going to be let walk a la Petten. Uh, you know, we look at Kevin King, who's, you know, the general consensus is there's no way he's coming back uh, to Green Bay, which leaves holes on this um, mm. roster as well. Do any of you guys, and feel free to dive in, do you have anybody in particular in mind to fill any of these holes in free agency? Anybody that intrigues you yet? And I know it's very early doors and we should probably almost stay away from from too much speculation or it just becomes nonsensical. But is there any holes, gaping holes that you see at, say at that cornerback position um, and some free agents that are on the market that you would think for the money make a ton of sense? Maybe Peter, if I kick that over to you first. I mean, because you've done up this sort of very detailed way that we could save a bunch of cash. Um, have you started digging into yet um any players or contracts that would make sense to you as a replacement?
0: Um so 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 for for me, um I'm I'm looking at more a a JJ Watt mm. and potentially trying to re-sign some of our own guys. So 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 say they could get say they could save 30 million somehow between now and and the middle of March, that puts you in a position to potentially re-sign an Aaron Jones or, or a Corey Lindsley. Mm. And that's, and that's the route that I, that I would be going down. And then I I would be looking at the draft um, for, for a corner, an offensive tackle or, and, or a defensive lineman, even if they sign JJ, Watt, I think it's time to get another one there. So, so that's the, that's the route for me. I'm not, Overly in favour of paying huge money for free agents in, in any year, but particularly not in this year. Yeah. The, the, the other thing, sorry, the other thing that's worth, I think, probably pointing out, because there is a number of teams in similar-ish positions to the Packers with regard to the cap, hmm. you would expect that a whole bunch of middling-level free agents, Yeah. you know, a Preston Smith equivalent, if you like, on another team, it's going to be. It's going to become available, and and I, and I suspect that those are the types of guys that the Packers would be looking for if they have a little bit of free agency money, but we just don't know who those guys are going to be yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny. Like I think sort of a few things, and you mentioned Kevin King. I'd like to see Patrick Peterson or someone of his ilk, possibly, in there. Um, who else? Well, I was sort of. I've been. Mean, I mean, it's one of those things. It's a lucky dip at this point, isn't it? I mean, people just go, yeah, him. They just yeah. name names, and it's it's all clickbait. But Alan Robinson is another one as well. I was thinking, uh, I mean, I, it was Robinson, wasn't it, that we came close to signing about yeah. years ago, but he went to the Bears. Yeah, though. Yeah. yeah,
1: and again, they always do it like Jimmy Graham did. We're like, oh, I want to go with a team that's a serious contender. And you're like, going, okay, well, then yeah. maybe you should yeah. let your actions what? also do the same. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like someone who says, well, I always look after my skin and it's terrible. You know, <laughs> just like, on just because you say it doesn't make it reality. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Like I, again... It's no secret, and I don't know, I'll say it again. But anyway, long listeners to the podcast, I'm not a fan of mock drafts or any of this type of stuff because one pick goes wrong and it sort of snowballs. But like what you were sort of saying, Peter, I mean, the amount of players that are just going to be dumped onto the market and like stocks Mm. and shares, it could be a case that a ton of safeties that you don't expect. There's always a couple of shocks every year. Um, And again, we saw the Honey Badger when he was on the market. He thought that the market for him was going to be unbelievable. It wasn't. He ended up taking, I believe, a one-year deal at the time. And sometimes, you know, kind of like what, you were saying about uh, it becomes sort of this group think of like oh well don't pay running backs oh well don't pay wide receivers sometimes the league just decide that all of these safeties just simply aren't worth it and you know we could pick ourselves up a gem I guess in that regard now lose a couple of gems but also pick them up as well so it's very hard to speculate before everyone starts releasing and cutting people because we can get very sort of myopic about our own team too and look at it and go, well, we need this guy back and oh, we'll try to get this guy for this. Uh, but it's very hard to dig in until everyone's released. Um, it's certainly going to make for an interesting draft. And speaking of that then, um, I'll kick it over to you first, Peter Darl. if you want to jump in straight after then. So what we have to do is we have to look at the holes that are potentially going to come up on the team. Again, it's hypothetical. And then we have to look at who we might pick up on free agency. Again, is, is massive guesswork. But then when it comes to the draft... And Peter, this is somewhere where you absolutely excel. Uh, You have your finger on the pulse here. It's going to come back around again, and I can see it happening already, of this wide receiver talk in the first round, second round. To you, Peter, you know, with the top-scoring offense, uh, but we have articles on The Athletic from Bob McGinn where he dug into the wide receivers. The only one that Mm -hmm. he actually gives a good grade to is Devontae Adams, and MVS gets a B-, minus. everyone else is a D. And he turns around and says... You know the the Packers seriously need a good number two wide receiver. They can't keep sort of limping on the way they are. You know, paraphrasing. So, Peter, is this going to come back around again to the whole wide receiver uh, nonsense, or are you earmarking, as you've kind of alluded to already, that you would go heavily on the defense as opposed to the offense in the upcoming draft?
0: Yeah, so I think I think for me is that the, the Packers are in a slightly fortunate position. I think when it comes to the draft, in that they could almost draft any position and it and and it's a position that would help the team almost immediately yeah um, so they're not going to pick a quarterback in the, in a first round. Obviously. I think they should. Oh. I think <laughs> they should. Hold <laughs> on. Let me just jump in there, right?
1: I just think, right? I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that, right? And I'm I kind of joking, but also I'm not, right? So when you look at the quarterback position, you know where they were asking Gouda comes for like, "Oh, is Aaron Rodgers the future?" and he was like, "Oh, yeah, still in the future, yeah." You know, today we're going to move forward, and then they kind of looked at him probably mm-hmm. sideways and said, "Yeah, well, for the next while, it's going to be." Yeah. And the thing is, is he looks like a, you know, a bit of a you know what for picking Jordan Love, and you know, everyone sort of has egg on their face. But when you look at Aaron Rodgers. Uh, injury history the fact that he in Matt LaFleur's first year he still got sacked what was it 43 times which is the same as what was happening with Mike McCarthy and that's why he picked up the injuries so it kind of does make sense that he went for a quarterback now if that put fire under Aaron's arse not to butt in here Pete too much um, and you know and he picks the quarterback I think Imagine the same face, Gouda Kunz was like, "Well, I'm gonna do it again." You know, you have to. He's got. Yeah. I'm gonna double down. <laughs> Just decides to go quarterback <laughs> again. It's not gonna happen. But anyway, Peter, continue. That's my nonsensical so, leg <laughs> <but, but, laughs>
0: I think one of the things that's gonna make it interesting again. So the wide receiver position is strong again in the draft. Yeah. So really strong last year. It's strong again this year. You know, there could be as many as eight or nine wide receivers going in the top fifty. Mm. So very similar to last year's position, and simply because of that. I think we're going to have the same conversations that we had last year around the around the wide receiver position. You know the 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 Alan Lazards, the MVS, they've been solid guys, mm. you know and they have a place on the team. But but neither of them jumped forward and said, you know, I am that out and out number 2 guy that's going to be a 1000-yard receiver alongside Devontae Adams. Yeah. So I think this clamor for a wide receiver because that position is so strong again in the in the draft is is gonna be there. Hmm. For, for me, I think it really is a case and it's a big cliche, but it really is a case of picking the best player available when you get to the you know the 29th pick where the Packers pick. What if it's a quarterback? Offensive, offensive tackle is what strong. What if it's a
1: quarterback P What if the best the next best player
0: available? No. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be a quarterback. <laughs> um, um you know offensive tackle is is, is strong. So there's a bunch of those guys that could go in, go in the first round so you so you you know one or two of those are going to be sitting there when the packers pick those receivers are strong um you know for me, if there's a corner that's worth the value at that pick then i'd I'd be looking corner I'd be looking defensive line there probably won't be one who's worth the value there but I'd be looking at, at corner or offensive tackle and probably wide receiver would be my would be my third choice um but I accept that I'm probably – I may be in a minority there because I, th- I think a lot of people are looking at that wide receiver position and I absolutely understand why.
1: I just I don't know if Pac Nation can handle it there. Do you no, know what we should do there? Just know. just only pick wide receivers. Like yeah. straight down the board. Yep. Like don't pick anybody just else Just to keep them happy. Like, yeah. Cause if, cause you keep,
2: if you want to yeah. keep the Twitter already happy, what we have to do is just keep picking wide receivers mm. all the time. Don't we'll worry about the fact that, you know, every time we've picked a cornerback, I'd say what – out of the last five, only one of them have been a hit, like Perel Jair. He's been fantastic. But let's mm. not bother with cornerbacks. Let's just go straight down wide receiver. Yeah. And in fact, instead of having um, a quarterback, just, just go wide receivers. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Don't wild, Wildcat the whole <laughs> yeah. thing.
0: There may be a bit of a gut check there for, for Goody with regards to a wide receiver. Because you know, yeah. other than Devin Funchess, who didn't play, you know, this Packers wide receiver group is the same as it was at this yeah. time last year. And they didn't pick wide receiver there, so you know there may be a gut check that says, "I didn't pick wide receiver last year. If I if I pick wide receiver this year, I'm admitting I made a mistake last year."
1: Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and uh, which is why yeah. I think he doubles down with quarterbacks yeah, in round no one and two, and then he goes tight end in round three, and then just yeah. picks project linebackers then for for the rest.
2: Sorry, I have to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, but I've just had a very important sports notification. The Bears, they still suck. They still, yeah, okay all right yep. breaking you heard
1: it here first folks that's why people listening in. Um, that's why yeah i was looking before the podcast i couldn't get a definitive answer i felt in my you know my chest feel it in your yep. chest that um they still sucked and yeah apparently yeah, no, they,
2: they do. do they do it's official um, and i would say i mean i know we do this every we basically you know mm. give the bears a going over in every single podcast and i am sorry to all two fans yeah john and derek
1: <laughs> they're the two Bears fans that listen they're in. the two Bears fans why did they listen in I don't know it's the same as support because they, Nor- they, they need to
0: find out if they still suck
1: Peter any opinion on the Bears that confirmation um, that they still that suck
0: wo- that I tend not to let that word pass my lips
1: oh there you go you see Peter well, it's like Voldemort for Peter he just won't even mention <laughs> the, word, the word
0: that cannot be said
1: yeah oh well the team that um, absolutely do suck but there you go they're breaking news so look boys I think we've, we've delved into enough the picture will become clearer um as we limp on in this off season. Um and it's gonna get very intriguing with the salary cap and also the just the quality of players I feel that are going to get cut. Um, you know, I, I think do you think the Saints will let go of Taysom Hill? Do you think it's time? Do you think when they yeah. look at the salary cap and they're like, Oh, we have yep. to just stop this project. Yeah, just, just
0: just let him go. Yeah, yeah, let him go. Yum yum mm. yum So and then do you, think, do you think you'd end up with the Cowboys then?
1: Do you think you'll end up with the Packers? Do you think that you know? Do you know what they should do? Really, they should run a competition like a sweepstakes and just let lickety lick seventy four on Twitter to pick all of the draft picks and and everybody else because people rue over Taysom Hill and they think that we shouldn't have let him go even though you know um you know intriguing player um so I think that is the only solution for um for us as a fan base you know
2: it's just a no. The problem would be all we'd all we'd ever get is wide receivers. We'd end up being exactly what we said we would, we'd just be a team of wide receivers. Yeah. You're playing quarterback today. What?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> really?
0: Um but there you go.
1: Anyway, any uh, further points to make um on these topics, boys of Forever Hold Your Peace?
0: I think that's I think that's a I think that's a no from me. just a good yeah. good a, to chat with you guys and um you know, Daryl, keep up keep up the good work. You got us to the NFC championship mm. game this year. Yeah. So I you, mean, kept, a... you kept you kept your job throughout the year, so just <laughs> keep was, it up, my friend.
2: I was gonna call myself a lucky charm, but that's again so that's
1: racist. that's so that's, that's racist so now. You can't racist. be saying stuff like that. The thing is, you Peter, know where people Peter, think we're why would
2: you why would you why would you call me that, Peter?
1: Yeah, Peter, what's going on? Um, <laughs> my God. Well actually, uh yeah, well there's the thing. I mean, you know where people say we're a one uh, player short of a Super Bowl run. Maybe we're one host short yeah. of a Super Bowl run and that yeah, Peter need, needs to come need on. We need
2: to keep we need to keep Peter on. Yeah. So
1: I don't know how we measure that now with Peter being on now. Maybe if something good happens in our in our lives uh, over the week, you know, someone just comes in and hands me a bar of chocolate, or something. And I want to blend. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, I got a shock. I got a shock today, boys. Um, yeah. I'm bringing over new merchandise for the. Um, Patreon draws, and again I just keep going bigger and better. And I got the uh, shipping fee, and now I've got to get down to the bank, and I've got to remortgage the house. So nice, yep. Yeah. Uh, the draw's going to be good, though. I'm going to be giving away. You know what? I'm gonna be under a bridge somewhere doing the draws. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just you know, like a troll. Yeah. This is the new UK Packers HQ. I'm under a bridge. Uh, please subscribe to Patreon to help me get back to uh, my family life. So yeah, it, the draws are gonna be incredible. The stuff that I'm getting over is very expensive, obviously, um, and the postage and the weight of it is ridiculous as well. And then it arrives over here, and then I get hit with the customs. So I mean, you know, um, hold on. I have this uh, drop. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Wait for it. I don't know if you boys can hear this. I can't even find it now. Oh, here we go. In the can't hear it. No. The it's in the arms of the angel. I used to only play that when Peter got sick and I got sick. I used to cell phone myself <laughs> because we used to get man flu from time to time. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that's Patreon. And also, uh, boys, you enjoying my artwork that I'm putting out? The fan art, if you will?
2: Yeah, I like it. Um, very, the, w- the one cool. of me wearing a fig leaf was particularly enjoyable, but I don't think you've sent that one publicly. <laughs> no, I
1: sent that to, to you privately, yeah. Um, and Peter, you should have received a fig leaf photo too, but um, I just like to do it in my spare time. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know uh, what's that movie, Wedding Crashers, The Sun, where he's like drawing all this erotic art and he's a total weirdo? Yeah, yeah that's me. I get into that uh, let's, headspace. Let's
2: let's play tummy sticks.
1: But, uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, what a movie. God, I used to watch that like every week for about two years. Peter, uh, fan art. Uh, which oh no, just, it's excellent it's, yeah. it's
0: really it's really it's really excellent. I um my only sadness about it as I as I, as I said on the on the Facebook forum was that I can't draw paint do graphics or anything. So it just ma- it just makes me feel bad. But. <laughs>
2: You that? Oh, well done, Steve. <laughs> well done, yeah. Steve. You've made Peter feel bad. <laughs> <Made Yes>. Sorry, Peter.
0: <laughs> no, it's 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 really really good. Really good.
2: That's not that good, Peter. I mean, the, no, the thing is. about no, it is, is. No, no, no. The thing about it is, I hate I hate portmanteaus. Okay, I hate the idea of brunch. It annoys me. It's either breakfast or lunch. It can't be both. If, just because you don't get out of bed early enough and you you didn't get up in time for breakfast, you can't just start replacing meals in the middle of the day. So I'm going to take Steven's fan art Go and on. we're going to port that into a portmanteau of fart
1: is that really what we're doing so do you like my latest fart and I go yeah it's great yeah nice yeah yeah. do you know what though my one of Aaron Rodgers which I spend less time on is just an experimentation got like a thousand likes and that's my self esteem was at an all time high and then I put out like I, nice. I spent ages on Devante and I thought I got the likeness down Pat and by the way it's on my Instagram at the Paddy Packer which as usual
0: oh, nice. oh. Yeah. so it's Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: yes uh, yeah i tell Zing. you what Devontae Adams was uh, getting zinged by P- look at the bad influence you are Daryl on the podcast when he's on otherwise it's very respectful <laughs> Apart from pre production and after, when he, you know. Things,
2: things have changed around here. Things have changed.
1: <laughs> Listen here, Paddy. Uh, you know, no, oh, no, Peter. Uh, no, Peter never says that. I just cell phone myself with the
2: Paddy Packer
1: um, on Instagram. So uh, but there you go. Anyway, I think we've probably waffled on enough. Oh, and uh, something else that happened, and I think you'd be happy with. I rescued a dog, which sounds. Sounds really heroic, boys, doesn't it? That I rescued a dog. It makes it sound like I went into a burning building, but I just went up to the WPCA and gave them money. (laughs) Just said, "Nice, I'll take that one and then brought it home. Um, But yeah, so uh, Peter, you're a big um, dog man. I mean, you have the two fur babies um, there as well. Here's the thing. I mean, you become obsessed with your animals, right? Because like we're already saying to this dog, go to mammy. Uh, We're already getting it outfits. Does that lay off, Pete, or is this? Am I am I wading into like a zone where I'm kicking Joan out of the bed and having the dog in there and just us chilling?
0: I'm afraid so. And the thing is, with dogs, they never grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Bit like us
2: lads,
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) kindred spirits.
2: uh yeah i love i love being a man i mean you don't have to grow up you just your age doesn't change really you just you just get older looking you only need to know five colors you only really Mm. need to learn a couple of dates yeah you know wife's birthday wedding anniversary children's birthdays it's easier now because facebook
1: reminds you you don't need one pair of shoes you have to pick whether you want to comb your hair or brush your hair or your teeth on any given day i mean you know we have a pretty good so anyway so again i'll ask it again are we are we done are we everyone hold their peace Uh I'm amazing people get to this point in the podcast to be honest some people obviously do because Dan Barnes put up when I put up that artwork and said oh that uh, sign off signature on the art it's just so racist (laughs) I was like we only usually bring that in at the very end so yeah we have to send Dan out something free I think I'll just um, from that big massive uh, signed merch shipment I just think I'll pull something out at random um, there is a mega prize in that, by the way. Anyway, if you want to follow Peter, it's at hedgehog. He's got some great stuff on the Facebook group as well. Uh, some great videos as well, Pete, by the way. Uh, they're brilliant there. Um, yep. Give them a watch. And, of course, at Daryl J. O'Brien. But that is only applicable on Twitter if you're of the Russian extraction and also... Yes,
2: yes. So I really, really need some you know actual hot-blooded humanoids to um yeah. start following me because of the amount of Russian bots I have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's kind of you're kind of going for world record at the minute I don't know I think you should just put out the word Russian bot and get a whole lot more followers and people think yeah, you're a big influencer and stuff but yeah if you don't yeah. wear fishnets and you're not of the cyber <laughs> Russian extraction uh, well then by all means follow Daryl he will uh, pump out some good content and of course me at the DDnFL at the Paddy Packers so unbelievably racist um, on Instagram as well to get more of that fart there we go boys talk to you next week